Welcome to The Positivity Effect, where paying it forward and doing something positive in someone's life can provide them with the confidence and motivation to do the same for someone else. Like a stone dropped into a lake, let's create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world. And it begins with your host, Dr. Thomas Retcher. Hey, what's going on, guys? Dr. Tom here, and you're listening to The Positivity Effect, episode number 106, Living a Life of Fulfillment. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's show. To stay updated with everything that's going on with The Positivity Effect, just text the word POSITIVITY to the number 44222, and I'm going to send you a text message that's going to ask for your email. All you have to do is drop that email in. And then you're going to get an email from me asking for you to confirm that you're completely cool with me sending you some emails into your inbox. So today we have on Cynthia Tripathi, and she accomplishes goals with persistence, drive, and ambition. And you're going to hear why in today's episode. Just ask her how she achieved a 4.0 average in college. She's a fellow Tony Robbins UPW firewalker. Shout out to Tony. And she has a diverse professional background and currently is a personal fitness trainer. She recently came out with a book entitled Escaping Average, which shows you how taking charge of your personal development can transform your life. And she also answers the question many people have about initiating change, which is where do I start? Which we're going to get into very deeply on tomorrow's episode, her book, Escaping Average. But she's here today to talk about how she got to where she is today, why she strives for fulfillment, how she approaches goals, and we even get into topics like fitness and nutrition and how that all ties together into our overall fulfillment in life. I'm super excited to bring Cynthia to you guys. She's a really positive, uplifting individual, and she's really going to bring a lot to this show, and I'm so excited to have her here. So Help me welcome her now to The Positivity Effect. Cynthia, what's going on? What's up, Thomas? Thanks so so much for having me on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. And uh, how's it going over in... uh, Well, see, you're not in Arizona today. I am in Arizona today. You are in in Arizona today. Okay. So you told me like two (laughs) seconds ago and I already forgot. I know. It's okay. Because uh, if anybody was to 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 read your bio, it's kind of interesting. You bounced around a little bit. You've you had some. You've lived in some exciting places. I have. So I, uh, I'm from Arizona. Um, I went to school in a little town called Flagstaff. It's uh, northern Arizona, just about an hour and a half south of the Grand Canyon. Um, and then shortly after graduating college, I decided to pack my bags and I moved to Washington, D.C. And uh, I didn't know anyone. I just kind of, uh, at the time, I drove a minivan, which is funny. Um, I don't anymore, but it was great because I kind of just loaded up all my my few belongings, and I, I made the drive from Arizona to Washington, D.C., which was a really great experience. I highly recommend if anyone has never driven across country that they do. Um, and I lived in Washington, D.C. for a couple years, and then shortly after that, I actually moved to Maui, and I spent a lot of time, about a year out on the on the islands, um, Oahu, the big island, and Maui. And then um, after about a year, I moved back to Arizona. 
is is Hawaii as a reflective of a place as it as everybody says it is? Reflective? Um, <laughs> it's a it's a beautiful place. It's an absolutely beautiful place. I think living on an island is definitely a really interesting experience, especially when you're from. They call it the mainland here. The mainland, um, yes. The mainland, yeah. So it's it's a beautiful place. I have nothing bad to say about Hawaii. I think it's an absolutely one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, like. I feel, I guess, from my, like, just because I haven't lived there, like, because it's so beautiful that you really could, like, just have, you could have some time where you sit down and you could be so reflective and you could look out on the environment and just be like, this is amazing. Um, Whereas, like, you hear sometimes when you live in that place your whole life, it's hard to be appreciative of it. You are, but when, when you come in there out of, as, like, a transplant and you live there for a year or two, you're like, this is unbelievable. Like, having this weather every day, this, this beautiful environment. Absolutely. And I think a lot of it comes down to, I think anywhere you live, you can find the beauty in it. But I think when you're there every day, a lot of people typically take it for granted. So even some of the locals there, I'm sure they do. And even me, I mean, after you've been there for for so many months, you see the same ocean every day and it's still beautiful, but I don't think you recognize unless you choose to sit down and reflect and appreciate the beauty, you're going to kind of just see it as a normal everyday thing. Right, right. And I I think that's part of who you are is that you you strive to find the beauty in things. If somebody again, if somebody didn't know who you are and and they were reading your bio, just to see just how hard you push in life and and what you've gotten out of life, where you you know a four GPA, which is awesome, um, to writing a book, to have an Amazon bestseller, to to everything that you've been doing. Why you know what strives? What's why are you pushing so hard to to just make the best of yourself to to make an example of this life? Absolutely, I guess I just I believe in living an extraordinary life, and I believe that everyone should strive to live an extraordinary life. I don't believe that we're meant to sit idle, and I understand it's really difficult in this world because you have to survive, you have to pay your bills. You know, a lot of people have mortgages and kids that they have to take care of, so. Living that extraordinary life a lot of times kind of slips under the rug when you're busy, you know, living life every day. But I think it's important for everyone to recognize that if you want to live a fulfilling life, you have to work at it. You know, it's not just going to happen out of thin air. Things aren't just going to pop up in your life and all of it. One day it's just going to be magical. I think you have to really decide, okay, I want to live an extraordinary life. What does that mean for me and how am I going to do it? What am I going to do every single day that's going to give me that sense of fulfillment? And for me, that's what drives me in life. So that's kind of how I live my life. That's why I do the best in everything that I that I take on. Um, that's why I did my best in college. That's why I've lived so many different places. And that's why I wrote my book, because I really want to help people see that that's a possibility for their lives as well. Going back to college, um, was there a time in your life that that ignited this this energy? Or was this something that was more innately inside of you? And you just knew that you always wanted to strive for, you know, for better to have the best? Yeah, no, that's a really great question. I think for me is I kind of had a rocky childhood without getting into too many of the details. I never really had a sense of um, family or support growing up. And so and a lot of people come from situations like mine and they they turn to negative things, drugs, alcohol, um, they get involved with the wrong crowds, Mm -hmm. you know, they kind Mm -hmm. of they grow up with this mentality. Well, life's hard. It's always going to be hard. So I'm just going to let it be hard. And for me, I I kind of used other things as an outlet. Um, I used community. I I had amazing 
friends in my life during that time when I was younger. And then when I, um, when, when I was in school, you know, one thing my parents always instilled with me was education is so important. And so for me, I had that belief system from a little girl. And so whenever I was in school, I always told myself I was going to do the best that I could and I was going to get the best grades that I could because education's important. And then I think that kind of just stumbled into other things. I know at times when I was really depressed in my life and feeling really low, instead of turning to negative things, I went to the gym and I started running or working out and getting that natural endorphin rush that makes you happy. And I got addicted to things like that. And I realized, wow, like this, this really helps me. This makes me happy. And if something as little as, you know, going for a mile jog is going to make me this happy, what else can I do that's going to make me happy? So I think because of negative experiences in my past, it's really motivated me to have positive experiences now and going forward. And and like I was I was stating earlier, that it's just been really it's awesome for me to see just how how you have really been hitting it on all cylinders in so many different areas. And even something that's been I've been making a change and shift in my life is my my fitness and my nutrition. Um, it's been really awesome for me to finally kind of line up internally with what I'm doing externally. Let's, let's speak about nutrition on, on, for, for a minute. And we're, you know, we're going to be getting into a whole bunch of things, but just because it's so on top of my mind right now is, is not, it, it was always like kind of a back and forth, like seesaw type of thing for me where I would eat a little healthier. I think most people can state that where they, they go through these times where maybe they're dieting and then they're not dieting. Where for me, it was more of a a spiritual thing also on a deeper level for probably the last four or five years um, where I would have this like wrestle with certain things in my, I wanted to change my diet and I just kind of lined those things up recently and it's like amazing when you can, the things that you're putting in your mouth when you line it up with what you feel on the inside and, and, the, and when you line up those values. Um, so it, you know, for you, you know, what did, what was the shift in nutrition? I, I know that you were looking to really to change that and make a change in your body. Yeah, I think it kind of happened by accident. Um, it's funny because back in, in high school, I wasn't very healthy at all. I mean, I ate fast food a few times a week. I never went to the gym. I mean, all my friends, it's kind of a joke now because all my friends and their families knew me as the girl that would just, you know, come over to their house and eat all their food kind of a thing. Um, you know, I loved sour cream and tacos and just, you know, foods that most people love. And, comfort food. Right, comfort food. And, um, yes. you know, at my parents, I'm Indian. My parents are from India. And so at my house, they always fed me Indian food. So when I would go over to my friend's house, it was like, oh, my gosh, I get to eat American food. So it was exciting for me. <laughs> and so in college, honestly, what happened was um, I used to go on um, – to this lake in Arizona called Lake Havasu. And every spring break, me and my friends would go. And um, the first year I went, I just wasn't feeling really confident with myself. And so the next year, I, I promised to myself, I was like, you know what, I'm going to get in shape for this. And so I, I spent two months and I just hit it hard in the gym. And I really um, just started eating healthier. I wasn't by any means perfect. But in that two months, I, I saw a huge shift in the way I looked. And the way I felt, and that's kind of what you know catapulted me into just making that a huge part of my life, and that was seven years ago now. So I think I started realizing, you know, once you take care of yourself, there's this like fog. I call it the processed food fog that's lifted, and you can finally you're alert, and you don't you have energy, and you don't 
have this feeling that you're tired all the time. And for me, that piece is bigger. That piece yes. and the mental piece is bigger than the physical piece. And most people who are into health and, and fitness and nutrition, they find that what motivates them is how they feel, you know, more than anything else, how they feel in terms of their mental clarity and in terms of um, just their overall energy. And it's this, you don't believe it until you see it for yourself. And so for me, I've gotten to the point where when I don't eat healthy and I'm not on point with my diet, like I instantly feel it instantly. It's crazy. And people don't believe me. But when you're so dialed in with your diet and you eat really clean whole foods with a lot of natural water in them from as close to nature as possible. And, you know, you take care of your physical health. You go to the gym three, four, five times a week. When you, you know, miss a day or two, you, you feel that in yourself. So for me, that helps me. And I know that's kind of, because I, I was a personal trainer for a couple of years. Um, I still train clients on the side. So I think I, I think the biggest thing for people is getting over that hump and being able to see that is being able to see, wow, it's, it's really amazing. This clarity and energy that you have on the other side, that's what motivates me. And I think that's what motivates a lot of people as well. We're going to talk about, about your book. And you just mentioned that you're also a personal trainer still. And when you sit down with a client, you know, because we're sitting here, we're, you and I are kind of sharing just some of these things that, that motivate us. And, and and for me, when we're talking about nutrition, the big shift in, in me, and I know, and you and I get to share this uh, great experience that we had that we both have been to the uh, Tony Robbins events and, and the fire walking. If anybody, yeah. don't listen to the news, guys. It really is an incredible event. Uh, and the fire walking is one of the best parts of the event. So you have to check it yeah. out. But there's there's an exercise that happens there where it's if you're trying to make a shift in your life on something, you have to have it's 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 a diff there's a difference when you're trying to be when you're pushing yourself towards something or if you're being pulled towards something. And I think for a lot of us with our goals, we're we're pushing ourselves and there's there's it doesn't have to be that way. It's, it's you have to find enough of a compelling reason in your mind uh, and you have to reflect on that on why you're doing it. And and that's what you were describing. I'm sure there was enough compelling reasons and there are enough compelling reasons why you do what you do. And so thinking about the name of your book, Escaping Average, and when you, when you sit down with your clients, what are some common things when you, when people say, you know, Cynthia, I, I just, I, I can't even get started. I don't know. You know, what are they, what are they telling you when, when they're, at that low point and they're frustrated. Basically, it comes down to their belief system and the story that they tell themselves in their head. So, and I think weight and health and fitness is a huge um, a piece of that. I mean, so many people, everyone knows they should be healthy, but why is it so hard for people? And it's not the actual strategy of it. I mean, you eat less, you exercise more. Essentially, that's it. I mean, it's pretty simple, but that's so difficult for people because of the mental piece, because they have this story in their head about why they can't lose weight or why they can't get to the gym or why they can't be healthy. And it comes down to uncovering what that is and helping them reshape that story and, you know, helping them have more confidence and helping them know that they can achieve their goal. They just have to be consistent and work at it just a little bit every single day. Yeah. And for me, the big change recently and, and why I feel that that I'm really probably gonna be, I'm going to be very on point with it this time this time around is is what is that compelling reason and for me and again this is not to change anybody's viewpoints or their morals or their values but for me 
a couple of big shifts was that I didn't want to eat meat anymore, and I've I've have internal reasons why, why I don't want to eat meat, as well as just a a big one was understanding. And everybody listening, they all know that I'm getting married soon in September. Was that I want I want to be the best version of myself for my spouse and for my my future children, and to set that example for them. And and a powerful exercise you can do, guys, if if you're at that point that Cynthia is talking about where you just you don't know what that vision is or why you want to really do what you want to do is you you have to, to visualize what would be the action of not taking action like what would happen to you if you didn't go to the start going to the gym what would happen to you if you didn't put those cigarettes down what would happen to you if you, you kept eating that that the food and the lifestyle that continued and you have to really visualize it and when you've experienced that pain of why you're doing that it can really push you and strive you to to make that shift. For me too was was that for me seeing that what what would be the pain of me not taking care of myself for my family but also just understanding really the sources of food and 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 how it's not sustainable and and where meat comes from. Those were some things in my mind that helped me make that shift. So it's it's very interesting to hear that from you because it really it's it's something that's so common for all of us um that we just we we most of us feel that we don't have that that thing inside of us to 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 push us forward to that next level you know, you know and it, and we say well we you know we get motivated it comes it goes it comes it goes but really what is that thing that's not you know we're not pushing ourselves towards it but it's it's helping pull us towards what we want absolutely and it's funny you say that i'm actually a vegetarian myself <laughs> It's a, it's a good, it's a, it's, yeah. you know, we'll talk about it for a second. I mean, again, guys, it's not, we're not here to change. It's, if you want to eat meat, you're going to eat meat, but it's, an, it's really powerful if you start to, to delve into it and to think about why you do eat meat and, and why, first off, you know, I think we've always just understood like, if, if you're, if you're here listening from America, that it's part of our diet. It's just what we eat. And, and then if you go out and question people, why do you eat meat? Most of us say, oh, protein, 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 protein. <laughs> protein. All vegetables have protein. Um, so thinking about that, and also we've pretty much evolved to to eat vegetables and to get all of our sources of nutrients from vegetables as well. And the way that humans used to eat meat is not how it really is today. It's not sustainable. There's too many people on this earth to to feed them the way that they to do it in a, in a in a you know, a, a holistic and humane manner. The way that nobody's going out and, and hunting for an animal anymore. Uh, we have these these things called supermarkets, and and we're not we're not raising our awareness enough. I think when we step outside in our car, you know, to get into our car to drive to the supermarket, and we're frustrated when somebody cuts us off on the way there. And, and but then we have this amazing thing called the supermarket, and there's all this these food sources that we have no idea where they come from, but they appear for us, and we just have to. Uh, swipe our credit card. So it's pretty powerful uh, just raising your awareness. And I'm sure it sounds like probably for you too that it, that was part of your journey. Yeah, I actually read this amazing book called The China Study and it it changed. Um, I, I ate uh, mostly a vegan diet for about a couple years. Um, and now I stick to uh, about 90% vegan. I'm, I'm not as strict as I used to be because I believe in enjoying life as well. But um, yeah, I everything you said. I mean, I, I love, I love it. Um, I certainly don't judge anyone. I don't think that everyone should be a vegetarian because I don't think everyone wants to be, but I believe that it's, it's totally impactful. It's impact, 
impactful for your health. It's impactful for the environment. And just something else, I mean, I, I was telling my friend this the other day. I've noticed ever since I gave up meat and by doing nothing else, I've actually lost about five pounds of, bo- of body fat just from not eating wow. meat. I mean, I noticed that because even back when I was uh, in college and I was a gym rat, I would be at the gym for an hour and a half, about six days a week. And I, I was heavier than, not that I was heavy, but I was definitely had more body fat than I did when I went vegetarian. So, I mean, that's also a nice added bonus as well. <laughs> yeah. And it's, again, it's whether you're going to eat meat or you're not going to eat meat, but it's pretty cool to know that you can actually create change uh, with the, the things that you're putting in your mouth. And, and it's a decision. It's an action that you take. Um because sometimes we're, we may be frustrated about way, the way life is going or certain things that we don't have control of. You, you do have control of what you put into your mouth. You have control of, of your thoughts. Whether you believe it or not, you, have, you, have, you can focus and change your thoughts and, and what you're thinking about, what you focus on. They say that, I think Tony says this all the time, where focus goes, energy flows. So you can vote with that. And also you can vote with your dollar. And, and that we're, t- we're here talking on the positivity effect about making an impactful change in, in your world. And, and sometimes it's as small as what you're buying and where you're shopping and, and, uh, and having and raising your awareness to those things. Absolutely. So Cynthia, this has been awesome. Uh, we're going to be coming back on, on Thursday. Any, uh, last closing remarks for the audience? No, I think this was great. Um, I'm really happy that I get to be on this podcast with you today and I'm happy to, um, just, chat with your audience and and reach out to more people absolutely see it's funny everybody uh we can see each other right now because we're, we're doing the recording nobody nobody's going to see this when they actually hear it but i'm sitting here i'm laughing because i'm i'm i have my uh wwe t-shirt on right now that i <laughs> forgot that i didn't take off so i'm like hiding the front of it right now just so funny so uh but guys no shame i love wwe i love uh <laughs> wrestling <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I um you wouldn't believe this when I was actually under the age of 10, I had a huge obsession with WWE. Actually back when it was WWF. WWF, um, yes. For years I was notorious. I watched it every week. I watched all the big pay-per-view shows, so it's it's funny that you <laughs> are wearing that shirt right now. <laughs> yes, yes. Go John Cena. No. <laughs> Cynthia, thank you so much for coming on. I'm super excited now to to chat about your book on Thursday. It's it's going to be really awesome, and and it's just really cool to see what it's been doing for you and for and how it's impacting people's lives. And it's it's really a powerful topic that people need to hear and they need to read. So thank you for joining us. Thank you.